Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, good day to you. It's another uh, sweltering heat day out there. And oh, it's cool here in the studios of 98.9 and Jack FM. As uh, it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry on the air for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Got lots to uh, get to, into here today as we uh, got some Major League Baseball stuff to uh, hit up on from yesterday. And we got to check in on how our local teams did yesterday. We also got to check in on some local sports. Not a lot happening. A little slow day on a Wednesday as well. It gets even slower with all those uh, cancellations. And we'll tell you about those. And we'll tell you about any cancellations that we have for today. And get you set for the uh, schedule for today. And uh, good news that we only have one more sleep until high school football gets back on the the uh, gridiron, and we've been previewing uh, the area conferences. We got no more conferences to uh, talk about, but uh, there was one of our favorite things that uh, came out uh, yesterday. It's the first polls of the season. Yay. We got polls back, the preseason polls for the Associated Press High School football. So we'll see where our area teams that we've been talking about, where they stack up in the state of Illinois, according to the Associated Press. So make sure to to uh, stick around uh, for uh, that, and we'll see if we can get into uh, uh, some of these matchups as well for week one uh, tomorrow evening and try to keep you up to date with all those uh, games that maybe uh, push back those kickoffs back an hour or so. So uh, we'll get you up to date with that as well. And we got two more uh, coaches to uh, uh, get to in the uh, podcast as well. We got the two teams that we cover here on uh, uh, Cromwell Media. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the Cumberland Pirates. Eric caught up with Coach Watkins and uh, talking about the upcoming game as well as the upcoming season. And I caught up with uh, Coach Hefner from the FEM Hearts and that game is over. Those games are over on Jack FM. So uh, we got those two uh, coaches to unleash on you in the podcast. And 
we'll see whatever else we can uh, get to in the sports world. So yeah, uh, we're in for another busy day on for in for another busy time. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Travis. All right, I mean, let's not, do it. Not, not to hurry things along, but the the faster we do this show, the faster it's Football Friday. That's so, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go. Let's get into it. Yeah, and, you know, it's close to we are to Football Friday, but we still have to wait a little bit for the kickoffs. So I know. I, know. I might have to wait even back. longer. But, hey, Travis, you know what else this means? What's that? We are one day closer to Football Pick'em. That's right. Football Pick'em returns to the program. As, as you can see, Travis, I got, I got it all You already set got up. your spreadsheet. Go. Wow. Got Look at that. Spreadsheet. Good to go. I mean, this guy wins NASCAR Pick'em once or is leading NASCAR Pick'em once, and look at him go. He wants to do Pick'em all the time. I know, right? <laughs> to be fair, NASCAR Pick'em started with football Pick'em. We did football true. first. That, that is true. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that tomorrow and pick those uh, week one uh, games uh, coming up tomorrow. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, jump right into the show. Let's waste uh, no more time and uh, get into it here on this uh, Thursday. So uh, let's get to it. Let's get to first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in a Major League of Baseball, but instead, before we get to the two area teams that we care about, what they did yesterday, uh, let's get to uh, some uh, breaking news uh, that happened yesterday in a Major League Baseball. And uh, as the rundown was happening, I was telling you about who was the probable pitchers. It was a Shohei Otani day for the Angels and the Reds in Game 1 of their doubleheader. And unfortunately, we got some uh, bad news for Mr. Shohei Oatani as he exited early. Uh, you could tell on the uh, video he was in uh, some discomfort. Uh, they visited him on the mound and they immediately uh, took him out. He only won in a third inning and it came out after the game that he was diagnosed with a torn unilateral collateral ligament in his right elbow. And so uh, he's not going to a pitch for the remainder of the season. He's being shut down from being on the mound for Mr. Shohei Otani. And uh, that is a very big deal, of course, with his impending free agency. Yeah, very big for his free agency, Travis. And, you know, yesterday, second inning of, of that doubleheader, uh, his average velocity was 84.7 miles per hour. His average four-speed velocity uh, on his fastball was 94.4. Both were the lowest in a game in his entire career. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, obviously he was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. How long is this going to take him out? I know he's not pitching. Will it affect his hitting? Will they sideline him for the rest of the year? They don't know yet if he needs surgery, but this is big. Uh, this is uh, massive because they were talking about him uh, having a humongous deal in yeah. a free agency just because what he can do, yeah. both hitting and pitching. And, and now this has got to hurt his value, in particular, if he uh, can't pitch and if it's a slow recovery process. Because uh, one of the things that's concerning is that this is the same elbow mm -hmm. that he had problems with in uh, 2018. And he tore a same UCL yeah. and uh, that forced him to 
go undergo Tommy John surgery, and L.A. didn't even pitch him in 2019, and he slowly started to get back to that process. Maybe that had a little bit to do with the pandemic, too, but it, it was a slow process. He finally found his form and won the MVP, but uh, that, that's the one thing that is concerning is that it's the same injury uh, that he had that forced him to not pitch for a year. Yeah, and so again, you talk about the impending free agency of Shohei Otani. It's what we've talked about all season long. It's been the underarching storyline of the entire baseball season. What were the Angels going to do at the trade deadline? Everything was revolving around Shohei Otani's free agency. Now, if you were those teams that were going to pay him, are you taking a step back? Mm-hmm. I saw some yeah, of, my, probably. Some of my, my Cub pages I followed who had a screenshot of this on ESPN and immediately said, sign Cody Bellinger. Meaning, I wouldn't touch Shohei. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, that is absurd. And then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? Is he injury prone? Yeah. Can we start having that discussion? The same elbow within four years? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'm quite ready to slap the injury-prone tag on him, but... But it's not his only injury, Travis. He's had other injuries, you know? It happens. 2018, sprained the left ankle in April. June, sprained the UCL in the right elbow in 2018. 2019, in September, had left knee surgery. August 2020, strained right flexor... uh, and then this year, torn UCL and right elbow. That's a lot of injuries for five years. Yep. You know who I would consider injury prone, though? I'd have to look up his extensive injury history, and that's Jacob DeGrom. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to say. <laughs> uh, who did you think I had in mind? I thought you were going to say uh, Otani's teammate who's back on the oh, IL, yeah. Mr. Mike Trout. Yeah, I, I did see that as well. He yep. was uh, activated, and then he immediately goes back on the I.L. with a left-hand injury. I, I want to point out, uh, Trout has not played at least 150 games in a season since 2016. So, that bumper we have of me talking about Trout and how he's not never on the field because he doesn't play, I was predicting the future. I guess so, and that's why we don't play that anymore. I know. Hmm. I was predicting the future, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer for for him. Uh, even though before Otani left, he uh, smacked a home run in the he first did. inning, and that's leading the majors with 44. 44. He so. was four shy of the Angels' season, single-season record. Mm. But uh, to me, may not get it this now. is just so many red flags. For the amount of money that he's sure. projected to get, I have Travis. Is there still is there still someone out there that's going to be crazy enough to pay him? Yes. Despite this, they wear pinstripes, Travis. (laughs) They are pretty. They do seem like they would be a desperate team to do that. They're very desperate right now. Are the Yankees? Mm Mm-hmm. It took Aaron Judge hitting three home runs last night in order to get them a win. Yeah. Talk about that in a little bit. Nine tries. But they're desperate. They're the worst team in the AL East. Mm Mm-hmm. I could see them throwing money. Yeah. I've talked about the Cubs. I've wanted Otani in a Cubs jersey since the start of this season. Mm-hmm. Travis, I'm pumping the brakes. Ooh, pumping the brakes. I'd rather I'd rather re-sign Bellinger. Hmm. <sighs> I, I think we'll have to wait and see whether this requires surgery. 
or not. So we'll have to wait in the next couple of days or the next week or so before you completely pump the brakes. The only thing that I would pump the brakes on is I would still sign Otani. I just wouldn't sign him for the ungodly amount of money that was being thrown around uh, before this. But again, if you want to get him, you're going to have to do that because even even with the injury, Travis, there's going to be a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So you're going to have to spend money to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. It's just how so, much are you willing to spend? Yeah. So that takes a big blow to his season, not being able to pitch and having that tour UCLA, UCL again. The one thing he's got going for him, Travis, is he's only 29. Yeah. He's still got a lot plenty of years time. in front of him. Yeah, plenty of time to recover uh, there. And also he gets hurt, and the Angels lose in game one as well. And then the Mike Trout Injury stuff as well happens. So, uh, not a besides that first inning home run, not something to write a home about. No, uh, there. And I just wanted to point out, Travis, what a difference what six weeks makes for the Angels. I know they weren't they weren't you know sellers at the trade deadline. They bought some pieces, and now they are done. They're mm-hmm. out of it. There's no way they're making yep. the playoffs. Yep, they're they're cooked. So it's just just crazy how fast it yeah fast down. how fast it falls mm-hmm. less than point one percent to make the playoffs. Yep. Same as the Cardinals. Oh well, I mean that's something to aspire to be. <laughs> uh, hey, the Cardinals they did pick up the win yesterday, six to four, over the Pirates. Well, so that's good. we we don't get swept. Hey, that that's a positive, Travis. Uh, and uh, Richie Palazzos, he got his uh, first uh, career. I think it was his uh, three-hit game as he uh, uh, helped the Cardinals avoid the uh, sweep. And uh, Thompson got the win on the mound, pitched pretty decently there. And uh, the Cardinals got to the Pirates early. And then there was also a delay in the game as well with some rain that was happening in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. And then that kind of stalled everything, but uh, Cardinals ended up uh, pulling it out and uh, winning six to four. And uh, they're off today, as uh, mentioned, they're making the trip to uh, Philadelphia there for the uh, weekend series. So five ten will be the start time for tomorrow's game for St. Louis and uh, the uh, Cubs. They uh, picked up uh, the uh, win as uh, it was another. Late inning yeah, game Young for Jan Gomes. Gomes as he got the game-winning hit and the Cubs won six to four there over Detroit. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but it, it, no. it was a win. Again, you should be beating this team a lot better. But uh, but again, you're you 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 dog him, but then you got to give him props when he does well. James Tyon, he had a no hitter, I think, through the fourth inning or the fifth inning. Or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but he ended up giving up four runs and five and two thirds innings. Got chased after that, but I was I was gonna say still was, he wasn't bad. I was also impressed with Merriweather out of the bullpen. An inning and a third, he ended up getting the win. An inning and a third and three Ks, Travis. That is uh, very good uh, as well. And I say he ended up getting the win. Yep. Uh, my my problem is still Adver Alzali. I mean, he just. He, you know, he, he walked a batter in the, in that bottom of the ninth. The batter stole 
uh, got second, got to third um, on a single, and, and then you know there were runners on second and third before he got back to back strikeouts to get out of the the jam. But I say he had strikeouts, two yeah, strikeouts. But, but you let guys get on second and third with one out in the bottom of the ninth, up two. That that is scary to me. Yeah. Now I know it's the Tigers. Exactly. But when we start talking postseason, your closer can't be doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's true. But uh, hey, the uh, all that matters is the dub. You got the win, and that's what it seems like I've been saying that a lot here in this uh, Tiger series mm-hmm. uh, for the uh, Cubs. But uh, they don't have a day off as they're actually in uh, Pittsburgh today to take on the uh, Pirates this evening. Uh, Justin Steele going for you on the mound there for Chicago. And I do want to point out the Cubs have the best run differential of any team still competing for the wild card. Mm, there you go. They're now tied with the Reds and a half game above the Giants and Diamondbacks. That's a positive. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, uh, they won yesterday in yeah. extra innings over the uh, Twins, 8-7, to seven, so that doesn't help you in the, the uh, nope. division. Five-game winning streak for Milwaukee nope. now with the uh, late rally. Come on, Twins. Uh, the uh, Mariners' win streak is over. The White Sox beat them in yeah, extras 5-4. to four. So, yeah. hey. You know, it had to come to an end sooner or later. I guess. And it did yesterday at the hands of the White Sox in extras. It was the uh, Royals uh, shutting out the A's of 4-0. It was the Phillies taking the loss against the Giants in extra innings. And how about this? Paul DeYoung have himself a day. He hits a home run, and he had just as many hits in his Giants debut that he had his entire Toronto career. Wow. He just did not like being in Canada. I guess not. But, man, what a debut for Pauly D uh, yesterday to help the Giants win in extras. So what a first impression that he made there in San Fran. Mm-hmm. I guess it was in Philly. But uh, Giants fans quickly becoming fans of Paul DeYoung. Don't tell me Paul DeYoung is going to pre- prevent us from making the postseason. Track. Possibly. Uh. <laughs> he likes to do bad things to the Cubs. <laughs> Like I it. like it. Uh, the uh, Padres got the shutout over the uh, Marlins, four to uh, nothing. Uh, Seth Lugo six scoreless. He outduels Sandy Alcantara there, six and eleven on the season. Is Sandy? Uh, the Rays they walked off the Rockies, a six two of five in ten innings. Uh, Baltimore gets the uh, shutout over the uh, Blue Jays, seven to uh, zero. Uh, like Eric mentioned, Aaron Judge went deep not once, not twice, but three times to help a New York end of their nine-game losing streak, and they ended up winning it nine to one. So Aaron Judge busting out in a big way yesterday there with slugging three homers. Yep. Uh, the uh, Braves they got the shutout over the Mets seven to two a zero. Charlie Morton picks up win number thirteen. On the season, he struck out 11 batters as well. Jeez, Charlie Morton, double-digit Ks. Mm-hmm. Didn't think I would see it, but that happened. Yep. Uh, the Red Sox got the win in extras as well in 10 innings over the Astros. A 7-2 of 5. Adam Duvall's three-run homer helps the Red Sox get the dub. And then in game two of that doubleheader with the Reds and Angels, the Reds, they get the win there, 7-2 two. two. There, so, or seven to three. My bad. 
And then uh, the uh, Guardians and Dodgers game was uh, suspended, and they'll resume that game uh, right here now. in the afternoon. Yeah, already, and already underway. Uh, the Dodgers were leading three to one. Yep. So it was only suspended after two innings. So basically, it's almost like a complete, yeah. complete game there. Yep. Uh, the Nationals will finish up with the Yankees uh, today. My guy Patrick Corbin is uh, on the mound today for New York, so hopefully Aaron Judge has got a couple more homers in him. You have to. The Yankees are going to win. I mean, he's got to go out there and hit home runs. 4.71 ERA for Mr. Patrick Corbin. That's not great. Nah, but maybe better for than he's been doing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to double-check. Uh... I lost to where the uh, schedule was. Must have uh, when I clicked on Patrick Corbin and went away. Right. Uh, the Rockies they finished with Tampa. Houston finishing with the uh, Red Sox. Uh, the Dodgers and Guardians in Game Two as well. Uh, Toronto and Baltimore finishing up. The Rangers starts a series with the Twins. White Sox starting a series with the A's and in Cincinnati. Yeah, really. And uh, Cincinnati is out in Arizona. Uh, take on the Diamondbacks. Uh, it's pivotal in the wild card race. They're starting that it four is. game. Yep. Uh, set in hot Arizona. Well, speaking of hot, it's hot here in uh, the uh, Midwest. And uh, we'll uh, take a look on some of those uh, sports cancellations that happened yesterday and get you up to date for the ones that we have already uh, today when we take a look at some local sports on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Sherry Barnett, nurse practitioner with Prairie Cardiovascular in Effingham. You may have heard the term AFib on medical TV shows. AFib is atrial fibrillation, which is when the heart's two upper chambers beat out of rhythm. Some people with AFib have racing, fluttering, or pounding heart. Others may be short of breath or experience anxiety. Lightheadedness, dizziness, and fainting can happen as well. If you are experiencing these symptoms or are concerned about your heart health, speak with your doctor about seeing a cardiologist. Be good to your heart. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. 
Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Bobby, did we get that chip in a mesquite? Jim's woodworking shop worked fine until half his staff retired. Wow, those cuts are neat. <laughs> I'm really going to miss your precision. He needs four skilled woodworker bees ASAP. All right, this jigsaw needs a new blade. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Be more cyber zen. Get NordVPN. With a few simple clicks, NordVPN will block online trackers, secure your devices from malware-infected downloads, and block access to malicious websites. With NordVPN, enjoy internet without trackers, without malicious websites, without malware-ridden files. Be more cyber zen. Take advantage of our special offer now at nordvpn.com. And now... You go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one. They're indoors, with the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the night. Shohei, 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 Shohei. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at, like, soccer games. Ole, 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 but you kind of were off a little bit. I was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't Uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried, though. It really doesn't. You you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On 98-9, the game. Shohei, 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 Shohei. To the uh, starting lineup here on 989 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry alongside. And uh, let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports that uh, didn't and uh, didn't happen yesterday. I only could find uh, one volleyball score from uh, last night. So a slow uh, night for uh, even volleyball on a uh, Wednesday. Uh, but uh, the uh, St. Anthony it's topless baseball game that was supposed to happen yesterday, that was uh, canceled. Uh, Weber and uh, South Central were supposed to square off. That was uh, canceled in uh, high school boys and girls golf, co-ed style. Uh, Tatopoulos, Charleston, Paris, Fairfield are supposed to have a, a meet at Olney. That was uh, canceled. And uh, Newton and Oblong were supposed to uh, match up. That was also canceled as well. In uh, soccer, the uh, uh, red and gold tournament there in uh, Charleston, that was uh, supposed to be uh, starting uh, this week. Uh, That has been uh, postponed until uh, Saturday, and they're all going to 
play at least two games there on four different fields. And uh, I'll tell you about the schedule more uh, tomorrow uh, when we look at uh, Saturday's uh, action. So uh, jam-packed day there in uh, Charleston coming up on a Saturday for high school soccer. But uh, fortunately, due to the heat, not going to happen this week in uh, volleyball. The only thing that I could find was Heritage defeating Armstrong in three sets, 25-22. Armstrong wins the second set, 25-21. And the third and decisive set goes to Heritage, 25-20. And also, I've been uh, passing along the cancellations. Virtually every outdoor oh, activity yeah. for junior high has been uh, canceled as well. And trying to uh, find the right times to make up a lot of these games as well. So uh, that's the one thing we got to squeeze in some of these conference games, mm. especially. Yep, got to get them in um, there. So uh, take a look at the uh, local schedule that is uh, supposed to happen uh, today. First for the outside sports that probably aren't going to happen, but uh, schedule right now in yoga in Tatopolis and baseball in North Clay and uh, Christ Our Rock Lutheran. Uh, in uh, boys golf, uh, some golf matches have already been canceled there. Uh, St. Anthony was supposed to have a meet at Oak Glen. That was canceled. Vandalia, Ramsey, Altamont, that match has been canceled. Tatopolis, Windsor, Sioux Straws, Newton, and Casey, that's been canceled as well. And uh, Mount Zion, Eisenhower, MacArthur, Charleston hasn't yet been called off yet, but I anticipate that changing. Uh, the uh, uh, Even though the girls matchup, uh, with uh, Mount Zion, Topless, and Charleston was already postponed. Uh, Decatur, St. Teresa, and Shelbyville in girls golf as well. Carlinville, Pena, Gillespie, Rochester as well. Uh, in a co-ed, Arcola, Arthur, Shelbyville, Sullivan is supposed to be at Macon Meridian. I do know that the Tuscola meet there at Iron Horse has been canceled with Muhammad and Paris, uh, North Mac and Raymond, Lincolnwood. Uh, were supposed to happen as well. And uh, soccer action, Mount Zion, Warrensburg, Latham, Muhammad, and Centennial, Pena, Taylorville, Trenton, Wesleyan, Avandalia, Argenta, Blue Ridge, Mount Pulaski, Megan Meridian, Staunton, and Carlisle. Um, some cross-country, Stopless, Arthur was supposed to be at Sullivan, Charleston, Mattoon supposed to be at Lakeland. Uh, I do know one tennis matchup has been already canceled. That's Newton and Fairfield. Um, some other ones, Charleston, Mount Zion, Mohammed Seymour, Cornerstone Christian, Alney, Mount Carmel, Casey and Robinson, Paris, host in Urbana, Royal Forsyth at Shelbyville, and Vandalia was set to host Greenville uh, there in all the outdoor activities uh, today. In uh, volleyball tonight, a full slate there. Topless, uh, they're at Salem. In the NTC, uh, every team in action here in Yoga at Sullivan. Wednesday, Sioux Straws hosting Central A&M. North Clay, Clay City at Weber. Uh, Brownstown, St. Elma, Vandalia. CHBC hosting Dietrich. Uh, South Central at St. Anthony. And uh, Carlisle at Altamont. In the Apollo, it's Newton at Effingham. Mattoon hosting Tolona Unity. Danville at Muhammad Seymour. Shelbyville at Taylorville. Lincoln Prairie at Powell Hutt at Cumberland. Tri-County at Westville, uh, Casey at Arcola, Tuscola at Arthur Lovington at Hammond, Warrensburg Latham at Argenta, Little Illini, Pena at Olney, uh, Central Illinois Conference, you got Macon Meridian hosting Decatur LSA, Clinton at Flagon Cornell, and in a South Central Conference action, Auburn at Carlinville, 
Nekomas at Litchfield, and Franklin hosting Piasol. Lots of games. Lots of games. Lots of games. Volleyball. Like Volleyball getting started. Yeah, really. getting in the swing of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there. So uh, we'll update you with those on Good the uh, scores tomorrow. Yep. And we'll also be getting you set for the schedule for uh, the non-football games as well mm-hmm. as the football games as well with the uh, kickoffs and everything yep. uh, there. Speaking of high school football, we got our first polls of the season. It's preseason poll time, and they came out yesterday from the Associated Press. So we'll take a look at where our area teams stack up in the preseason polls on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Save on your next project with 11% off everything at Menards. Check out our great selection of Morton water softeners. Morton's look-ahead technology learns and predicts your water needs, saving you money. Get a 34,000-grain water softener for $417.99 after 11% rebate. Plus, Menards stocks all the salt pellets you need. Good through August 27th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Have you heard? The Rusty Reel Lake Jam is coming to Lake Sarah October 12th, 13th, and 14th. It's a three-day country music festival with a kick of rock and roll that you won't want to miss. Blackberry Smoke. Big and Rich. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Cooper Allen. Hog Slop String Band. Ashland Craft. Effingham, Illinois. This is Brett Michaels. I cannot tell you how fired up I am. Rusty Reel Lake Jam. Effingham, this is going to rock. Don't have your tickets yet? We have an opportunity for you to win a pair of weekend passes. Just stop by Beecher City Food Liner, FEM Prompt Care, Behold Aesthetic and Wellness, Licking My Chicken, Pulling My Pork Barbecue, Steve's Liquor and Snacks, Car Corral Polaris, and Luke's Bar and Grill. Must be 18 to register. One guaranteed qualifier will be drawn from each location. So register often at each location to increase your chances. Winner announced Tuesday, September 26th. Good luck from Cromwell Media Group Effingham. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year, which means... Wait, 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 hold up. Question for the audio engineer. Go ahead. Did I read that right? Discover automatically doubles all your cash back? Yeah, that's what the script says. So if I get a Discover card right now, I can earn twice the cash back. Apparently. Wait! Unlimited first-year cash back match. Only from Discover. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash match. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides. What still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. Or get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. Air filters, brakes, headlights, over 122 million parts. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now, 
the starting lineup. Hello. 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 Welcome in. Welcome back to the starting lineup, 98.9 The Game. Hey, Travis, the Olympics are over and done with, so maybe we need to get rid of this uh, music bed. On 98.9 The Game. Sports Center update brought to you by McMahon Meats. The Chicago Sky will try to get a winning streak going when they host the Las Vegas Aces at Wintrust Arena tonight. Sky snapped a five-game losing streak by beating Seattle 102-79 on Tuesday. Chicago's ninth in the WNBA with a 13-20 record. Tonight's contest gets underway at 7 p.m. The Cardinals could be getting one of their young stars players back in time for tomorrow's game. Nolan Gorman is expected to be back in the lineup when St. Louis visits Philadelphia tomorrow. Gorman was placed on the 10-day injured list on August 17th suffering a lower back strain. The 23-year-old is hitting 241 with 24 homers and 67 RBIs in 104 games this season. The Indianapolis Colts finish up the 2023 preseason with a game against the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field tonight. Colts are coming off a 24-17 win over the Chicago Bears in their second preseason game this past Saturday. Anthony Richardson didn't play in that game, but the new Indy signal caller is expected to get some snaps in tonight's contest. Indy is 1-1 in exhibition play. Tonight's contest kicks off at 8 p.m. Trey Lance's time with the 49ers could be coming to an end. ESPN reports San Francisco is exploring, quote, all options after Lance, after he didn't earn the backup quarterback role for the team. Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan announced on Wednesday that Sam Darnold will serve as a backup starter Brock Purdy. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. How bad does Trey Lance have to be when Sam Darnold beats him out for the backup job? I told you, Travis. I've been saying it for years. Trey Lance is a bust. Mm. Has been. Will be. Yeah. (laughs) He had no experience coming out of college. The fact the 49ers took him so high. It was definitely a gamble. It was a huge gamble. and It hasn't paid off once. It hasn't really paid off. He's made everyone else look better behind him. Yeah. Didn't he lose to the Bears last year? Yes. Hmm. He's the only one who has not led this 49ers team to a playoff victory. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even Mr. Irrelevant yeah. did that. He's so. now the starter. Yeah. And Jimmy G, of course. They uh, of course. Down. Yeah, we got, got rid of him. They chose Trey Lance over that Jimmy looks G. That like a really smart decision now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Who's we'll see. Who's enough to pick him up, Travis? Panthers? I think they're good. I want to see what they got out of Bryce Young. So I don't think they would be. All right, so uh, we'll have to amp up our uh, NFL coverage here pretty soon because it kicks off in a couple weeks as it's a couple weeks today. Actually, I believe the first game's on the 7th mm-hmm. with Kansas City and Detroit. So make sure stick around for the upcoming weeks. We'll be uh, previewing the uh, divisions and get our expert uh, takes and predictions, just like our expert predictions this past week or so for high school football, predicting predicting the uh, conferences. Speaking of high school football, it's a turn to something that we enjoy looking at here on the show, and it's time for our first poll of the season. That means it's time for this lovely image. Maybe. Time, time for, for the, the polls. polls. 
time for our first polls of the season. It's a preseason poll time. And we'll start off, of course, in 5A because that's where we see the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs as they are number seven to open up the season in Class 5A there, just ahead of Sterling for number eight. Uh, Class 5A LaGrange Park is number one there with 118 points, 10 first place votes there for uh, LaGrange Park. And also some teams that have this team on their schedule. Uh, Highland is a tied for 19th or tied for 10th with 19 points in the opening preseason polls uh, there. In uh, class of 4A, I see a Catholic comes in and just had one point ahead of Rochester in the uh, class 4A opening uh, polls. And let's see, you got uh, Mount Zion opening up at number nine there in uh, Class 4A with uh, 21 points, one point ahead of uh, Rochelle there in 10th. Others are receiving uh, votes. I see a Murfreesboro there with a 16 and just missing out. Uh, Breeze Central as well with uh, 14 votes or points. And Effingham with five uh, points uh, there and five votes just missing out on the uh, polls. But I guess uh, they got some uh, nice preseason recognition uh, there with the five votes. Yep, they sure did. And uh, I, I don't know whether to be happy or sad, Travis, because obviously the AP voters agree with me that Muhammad's going to be, you know, if you look at just number-wise, Muhammad going to be good mm -hmm. but I hate agreeing with the AP because you know how much I hate the polls <laughs> so I hate that I'm I, I agree with them well it is a preseason poll so I, uh, I will say it's for past performance so I'm not surprised that uh, Muhammad would be ranked I know, there but I hate I hate agreeing with them <laughs> In Class 3A, the number one preseason team is Byron. Uh, they have that with 100 points. Uh, they only got one first place vote, though. It's sprinkled throughout there in a 3A. Princeton at two with five first place votes. Uh, Williamsville picked up a first place vote. And Tolono Unity even picked up two first place votes. And Wilmington, three first place votes at number five. So uh, first place votes all over the place. Yeah. There in uh, 3A. Uh, we don't have anyone in the area, I guess, besides Tolono Unity ish. Uh, but uh, Mount Carmel just missed out on the top 10. They have 17 uh, points right now, two points behind Stanford Olympia, who is at a number 10. So maybe a win by Mount Carmel yeah, in the opener mm -hmm. will help them. And well, maybe not because it's against an Indiana team. So yeah, that's true. I have to wait till week two to make a statement. Oh yeah, especially against the uh, there. Um, Monticello received five votes. Uh, St. Joe Ogden received uh, three votes uh, there. In uh, Class Two A, of course, the defending Two A uh, state champions would be ranked number one there, and that's the uh, St. Teresa Bulldogs. They received six first place votes and uh, 95 points. Uh, Moreau Forsyth got three first place votes, but they're number two uh, there. Uh, Downstry Valley there at number four there. Nashville there at number nine. Bloomington uh, Central Catholic is at a 10 there. 
other receiving votes at category. I know Johnson City, uh, they uh, uh, beat an area team in the playoffs. And El Paso Gridley also, isn't there a team? I think there's someone that uh, is, yep. yeah. Uh, Colfax Ridgeview there with uh, 15 votes as well. Uh, Shelbyville, they got nine votes in the preseason poll. Pena, they have a six. North Mac with four votes. Breeze Modern Day had a vote as well in the opening polls. Quinton Notre Dame had five. I know someone from our area is playing them as well. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, that's right. So uh, some work left to be done yep. in the uh, 2A polls for some of our teams to yep. get in there. And in the, the uh, Class 1A polls, uh, Lena Winslow with 10 first-place votes, 152 or 115 points. They're number one to open up in a Class 1A. Uh, Camp Point is central. They're at number two to start off at the season there. And Tuscola, they open up at a number six in the uh, Class 1A polls there with 44 points. And they got a pretty good cushion over uh, Altoff Catholic. Mm -hmm. He has 33 points there at number seven uh, there. But uh, that was it in the uh, Class 1A polls, top 10. Uh, some other area teams, uh, Mount Sterling, Brown County, uh, they have eight point or eight votes. Uh, Central A&M, they received four votes. Uh, Sterling Newman Catholic had four votes as well. Uh, Red Hill picking up a, a vote as well. I know uh, Leroy, they play Central A&M in week one. Uh, they also picked up a vote as well. None for the Pirates. None for Cumberland no. in the preseason polls. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Sir Travis. Uh, lack of respect. Yeah, no, we'll no respect. We'll so uh, we'll see if we'll they see. Uh, receive votes going forward and see how much it changes from week to week oh, yeah. uh, as well and see some of those people that didn't receive a vote or received votes not quite in the top 10 uh, yet. So uh, it's something that we like to do every uh, single week. Usually when the uh, polls come out on a Wednesday evening, we'll review the polls on a Thursday to yep. see where our area teams stack up uh, before the Friday Night Lights. And uh, speaking of those uh, Friday Night Lights, we've been previewing uh, the uh, conferences. Well, let's take a look at the uh, schedule for week one of high school football. And that's what we're taking a look at to close out the show today here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Does your lady want a convertible and you really want a bike? Then Car Corral Polaris and Flora has the best of both worlds. Grab the attention, grab the corners, and go to the edge with a new Polaris Slingshot. The Slingshot gives you a much bolder statement with eye-catching colors and stunning performance. You won't want to ride anything else. The Slingshot pushes the edge of performance on three wheels. Feel the power under the seat and the wind in your hair. The Slingshot has a four-cylinder engine and a five-speed or automatic transmission, but it should never be underestimated. It doesn't just feel like it was made for the racetrack, it was born for it, but it's street legal. Slingshot comes with bucket seats, tilt wheels, stereo, cruise control, and backup camera just like a convertible, but gives you the wide open space that you look for in a bike. The 2023s have arrived and in several colors, models, and even now with automatic transmission. So stop by Car Corral Polaris on Highway 50 East in Flora for your test drive today and shop online at carcorralpolaris.com. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world. But together, we can turn things around. 
Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Visit FanDuel.com play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now, the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. And nope, nope, redo that. On 98.9, the game. And nope, nope, redo that. Back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 of the game. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. We're only here for a little bit longer on 98.9, but then we switch things over to uh, the uh, podcast. Find that favorite pod wherever you find your favorite podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com. And stick around for the uh, podcast because we got two more area coaches, coaches to talk to as we hear from Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates and we hear from uh, Coach Hefner from uh, the FEM Hearts as well. Let's take a look. We've been previewing the conferences all week long. So let's take a look at the schedule for week one here on Thursday. And we'll start off in the Apollo Conference, uh, that opening night matchup between FEM traveling to Robinson. And that kickoff was going is now going to be at 8 o'clock at least. And all these teams are going to do uh, their due diligence and their uh, wet globe thermometer readings. Uh, I, I plan on explaining that uh, a little bit more tomorrow about what they're talking about oh, uh, with that because there can be some sort of confusion uh, there with just how IHSA measures that and whatnot. Some people may not know what's going on when they talk about uh, those readings. Uh, Bartonville Limestone and Mount Zion. Uh, that's Mount Zion hosting. That kickoff has been pushed back to 8 o'clock. Uh, Alney hosting at Taylorville. That kickoff has been pushed to 8 o'clock as well. Uh, Charleston, uh, they're hosting Hersher. Muhammad Seymour is at Morton. And Mattoon opens up the season at Troy Triad. Uh, which matchup uh, jumps out to you uh, there, Eric? Uh, to me, I'm going to go with the Muhammad Morton game just because I want to see 
if Muhammad is for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I, I want to see if, you know, uh, you know, we talked about it the, this whole the, the whole week we've been doing these previews about how are they really as good as they were last year or did they miss a step? And I want to see that kick off uh, on Friday night and see if, if they are as good or if they um, are not. I mean, Morton was a four and five team last year. Um, and so I definitely think, you know, they were close to making the playoffs. So um, mm-hmm. that that's the game I'm, I'm pinpointing. Yeah, I definitely will keep an eye open for that one as well. Obviously, I'm going to be at FEM Robinson, right. so right. I'm looking forward uh, to that one. Uh, only other one that I want to see if uh, Taylorville is improved from a season ago, bringing back all of those people that they do with another year of varsity experience and only with the new mm-hmm. tenure. Uh, there, I want to see uh, what happens in that game. You got a now Apollo team and a former Apollo team, right. and they never crossed paths, obviously, uh, because they left at different times and joined at different times uh, there. So uh, that's one that jumps out to me. Um, in the uh, Lincoln uh, Prairie, uh, we, of course, have uh, Sarah Gordo at uh, Cumberland over on WSCRA. The Pirates starting at home hosting the uh, Broncos, their new tenure as well. And uh, that kickoff's been pushed back. Yeah, 730. 730 as of now. All right. So uh, make sure you note that. Other uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference matchups because this is a close conference. Remember, Nokomis, uh, they are at Arcola. Arthur at Argenta. Sagamon Valley at Tri County. And Villa Grove hosting uh, Sullivan. And I think we're both in agreement here. Obviously, besides the Cumberland game, uh, one game stands above the rest here. Which is? Villa Grove Sullivan. Yes, I I would agree. However, with that being said, because I like to branch out and I, I like I I don't like when we always agree on stuff. I got my eye on that Nokomis Arcola game because Nokomis, yeah. there's so many unknowns about them as a team. Arcola, new head coach with a completely new offense than what is used to being seen in the Lincoln Prairie. Mm-hmm. That just seems like it could be a major clash of styles. Yeah, and so I'm going to keep my eye on that one to kind of see a little bit of. Both these teams, you know, we Arcola, we know program-wise has always been good with a new coach. How are they going to react? And mm-hmm. Nokomis, there's just so many unknowns about them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would agree uh, with that. I'm looking for the new faces, how they'll be in uh, Cumberland, and, of course, how Arthur moves on uh, from Caden uh, Fagan. Uh, there and we've heard from a lot of those uh, coaches uh, this week uh, there and like I mentioned Cumberland coming up in the uh, podcast talking about the new faces uh, there uh, in the uh, little line we got uh, Casey they're starting off the season at Red Hill uh, Paris they're hosting in North Vermilion Indiana uh, Mount Carmel they're also hosting an in Indiana school Gibson Southern Marshall they're at Trenton Wesleyan and Lawrenceville is at Oblong and then Shelbyville is at Newton and uh, we just got word yesterday that that kickoff is going to be pushed back to eight o'clock as well there in Newton for the Rams and Eagles. So what game are you looking at, Travis? I mean, Shelbyville, Newton, that, that's one that stands out. Um, and, of course, I, I also uh, want to see if Marshall can pick up their first win in forever. Now, see, for me, if you're looking for good football, I would look at the Gibson Southern Mount Carmel game. I think that could be a great football game. I also got my eye on Casey Red Hill. Red Hill, we talked about, yeah. got a vote. They're, you know, 
without them having a conference, they need to be good against some of these teams that are, you know, traditionally good programs. And Casey, new coach, third coach, fourth coach in as many years or whatever, can they start getting some positive momentum going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd definitely be uh, looking at that one and two, and I would agree with Mount Carmel. Uh, that one should be an intriguing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Illinois Conference, you got Central A&M at Leroy, uh, Peru, St. Beattie, and Tuscola. That'll be at Illinois Wesleyan, uh, Tremont against Clinton, uh, El Paso Grinley at Macon Meridian, and a Downs of Tri-Valley against Warrensburg Latham there in this conference. And I think we can agree, Travis, in this conference, it's Tuscola at Peru, St. Beattie. I mean, yeah, I think so. That's the game to watch. Uh, Peru St. Beattie seven and three last year. Tuscola nine and three. Two playoff teams going at it. Uh, the mm-hmm. only game in the conference with two playoff teams battling. So right. Uh, just mentioned though that A and M got four votes in the opening yep. polls. Yep. Leroy got a vote yeah, too. So we'll see what happens in that matchup uh, there. And finally, in the, the uh, South Central, we got uh, Vandalia at Pena, Litchfield hosting uh, Carlinville, Piasol at Gillespie, Greenville at Staunton, and North Mac at Hillsboro there. And the big one, Vandalia Pena, mm-hmm. and that one jumps out. Yes, I, I also will look at Hillsboro North Mac, um, see if North Mac can continue what they started last year with the South Central Conference and Hillsboro being a uh, playoff team from last year as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got two battles, two playoff teams. But, yes, Mandelia Payne is the main one with the semi-main North Mac at Hillsboro. Yeah, new tenure there in North Mac that we talked about. I'll keep an eye on that one, uh, too. And, uh, of course, I was uh, high on Carlinville. So I was even high on Litchfield improving this season yeah. as well. So that's one. high on everybody, Travis. <laughs> hey, you know, maybe when you talk and you look at some of these teams and do research, uh, you start to become believers of some teams. And we'll find out if that belief is warranted in a week one as we move on. <laughs> Just want to point out the Vandalia Pena game got moved back to 8 o'clock as well. Okay. So uh, I would anticipate virtually everyone starting later mm. uh, than anticipated uh, with uh, those readings and whatnot. So uh, we only got one more sleep. And I get the general consensus that also with some uh, officials and everything that everyone wants to get these games in on a Friday night rather than bump it back to mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday there just for our, you know, like rest purposes. Southern Illinois already is starting to schedule some games for Saturday. Some were already scheduled for Saturday, but others are being moved to Saturday. Right. Yeah, we definitely will. And we'll tell you about them. One more sleep for high school football and, uh, we'll get you ready for even more, uh, tomorrow. So stick around for that. And our area coaches coming up into the pod, but ESPN radio in the afternoon is on right now. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And we still got stuff to uh, clean up from the uh, Trustrill show. And we also got to get to uh, some of this day in uh, sports history as well on the way in the pod. And, of course, we got uh, Carmelo Pirate head coach Lucas Watkins. Eric caught up with him. And I caught up with Coach Brett Hefner of the FEM Hearts as well. Talk about the season and uh, the week one games against Saragordo and against Robinson for their respected opponents. So we'll get to those guys in just a second. But first, let's clean up some Sports Center stuff to get us started here. All right. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is narrowing down its senior candidates for the 2024 class. The Hall announced linebacker Randy Gradishar, defensive tackle Steve McMichael, and wide receiver Art Powell were all named finalists. Gishar helped lead the Denver Broncos' Orange Crush defense in the 70s. McMichael was a longtime member of the Chicago Bears, helped the team win the Super Bowl 20, and Powell started in the AFL with historic seasons with the Titans and Raiders. And Travis, I usually don't talk about this, but I'm going to... You need to fast track this, and you need to get this Steve McMichael in before he passes away. Mm, you need yeah, to do get Mongo NFL. in. You need to do this before he passes away. Yeah. Even he's... if it's just a little thing with, with him and his immediate family, and it's not the full Hall of Fame thing, he's not going to make it till next year. Yeah. Do it now. Right. He's battling ALS, he right? Is. He is. And, and – some other things, and he's. I know he's been moved to. He's ICU got a lot of health issues. Like so yeah, if, get Mongo if he's in there. Get in, get him in there, get it in there now, so that he can at least stand. You know, be there. Mm-hmm. So, I just know that he's in the Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, yes. Um, the NBA Players Association is taking exception to the league's massive fine dealt to James Harden. The NFL, NBA, PA said in a statement, "We respectfully disagree with the league's decision to discipline James Harden." For recent comments he made, which we believe do not violate the rule against public trade demands. The Players Association intends to file a grievance and have the matter heard by their arbitrator. The NBA fined Harden $100,000 on Tuesday for calling 76ers President Daryl Morey a liar and refusing to work in the same organization as him. Hmm. The ACC is looking back into exchange talks. ESPN reports the conference is seriously considering the additions of Stanford, Cal, and SMU. ACC will reportedly hold further discussions this week with financials being the main concern for current ACC schools. A vote for adding new schools require 12 of the 15 current members to vote in favor. ESPN reports that North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, and Florida State are among those not in favor of adding due to money distribution issues. Hmm. Mm. It's all about the money. So, yeah, like... They don't want to split it. Yeah, North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State. Nope. Uh... And, but I think that's yeah that's oh um let me wrap up this then we'll get back to the college football uh one of the NHL's top goal scorers is being rewarded with a new contract Austin Matthews has agreed to a four-year 53 million dollar extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs the pack keeps Matthews in Toronto through the 2028 season after he was set to become an unrestricted free agent next summer Matthew now becomes the league's highest paid player in terms of annual value at 13.25 million per season 25-year-old was selected first overall in the 2016 draft. Mm-hmm. And that is your Sports Center update. Now, going back to college football, Travis. Yeah. I totally forgot about this. And I'm, I think a lot of people, too, did as well. Do you remember last year, the Pac-12 
turned down a media deal from ESPN because they wanted more money. Mm -hmm. Boy, I bet they wish they would have taken that now. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely they did. Because that would have saved them. Mm -hmm. I don't think these schools leave Mm -hmm. if they have that ESPN media rights agreement for, I think it was one and a half. I'm not sure exactly the details, but yeah. And they turned it down. Turned it down. Mm -hmm. If they would have just accepted that, the Pac-12 would still be be here. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. instead they turned it down. That just blows my mind. I totally forgot about that. Mm, and then I remembered yep. reading back on it, and it's like, oh, my goodness, if you just would have agreed to that, right, would have stayed together. attractive to other people. Mm. Even if, you know, where I knew UCLA and USC were leaving. But you probably right. could have brought in more people if you had that meteorites. Mm-hmm. Yep. Specifically, I'm thinking ACC, Travis, do you know that they have the lowest meteorites? in terms of football of the Power Five conferences? Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I it's not surprising. Oh, and we also have an update on a story we read earlier in the show, and that is that John Lynch, the GM of the 49ers, says that Trey Lance most likely to remain with the 49ers. Hmm. So he's going to be slotted as the third string. Yep. Just stashing him away. Speaking oh. to KNBR Radio in San Francisco on Thursday morning, Lynch said that although the Niners are exploring all options, including a trade for Lance, there's still a strong chance Lance will remain with the team as his third quarterback going into the season. Quote, that's most likely our, that's the most likely option. We're very happy with Trey. The most likely option is that he's here. If we can find a landing spot for Trey, that's a really good one for him and works for our organization. That's not something that we'd turn a blind eye to, but that's not where our focus is right now. Our focus is on Trey getting back here and us being the best football team. We're getting close to Pittsburgh. Hmm. Well, you know, sometimes uh, the 49ers have trouble keeping quarterbacks healthy, so right. maybe it's good to just stash them away, I guess. I yep. don't know. Um, also in the uh, NFL, I saw yesterday that the Colts announced that uh, they're giving uh, Jonathan Taylor a deadline to find a suitable trade. Yep. Uh, they're giving them until Tuesday yep. to find a, a suitable suitor. Six teams have inquired yep. about Taylor's av- availability. Two of them in- have engaged the Colts with offers, including the Dolphins, sources told ESPN. Yep. And also Tuesday is the day that the rosters get trimmed down to a 53. That's, yep, that's why they need that, that mm-hmm. deadline for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and, and also one last thing, Travis. Happy Kobe Bryant Day. Yeah. Yep. Didn't even realize that. Yep. Hmm. Eight twenty four. Happy Kobe Day. Happy Kobe Day. For sure. Happy Mamba Day. Yep. And this is one thing that I also wanted to uh, mention that I uh, saw the, the other day that was coming out. Speaking of uh, the uh, NBA, it was a transition you didn't even know that was coming, but. Uh, I saw this and I immediately felt a little old that in the new 2K game, which is also 2K24, they're coming out with a like a mode you can play through, uh, kind of, I don't know what you would call it, type of mode, but it's called uh, the LeBron era. You can go through the 2010s and I guess go through LeBron's career, I guess. We're already having in a video game where we're going through the 2010s, LeBron era. 
Uh, other area, eras will be involved as well. Of course. So Kobe era, as well as uh, I think Bird and Magic, as well. So. Whatever. <laughs> the LeBron era. You know how I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not changing. I'm not changing my opinion. I think this is kind of cool during this uh, mode of that uh, with the, some of the earlier eras. Uh, the news tab will uh, better match the time as you go forward in the timeline. It will go from newspaper headlines and early blogs to then transition to social media posts uh, over the years. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Like in old college football games, you yeah. have those Sports Illustrated articles and headlines, and it's going to go through the eras and. Uh, you're in transition of newspaper to social media. I thought they did something like that in the last game, but it was maybe only for the next gen. Like the maybe different they eras. did. It was only for the next gen consoles because I got the game and was thoroughly disappointed I did not get to do the eras because I wanted to do that. Mm, yeah, I guess that could be. But I hate the LeBron era. <laughs> LeBron era, Kobe era, of course the Jordan era, and the Magic versus Bird era. But oh, the Steph era. Yep. I guess that incorporates the LeBron era, I guess. I don't know. I think Steph's won more titles <laughs> than LeBron has, hasn't he? Uh, what, Steph? How many does Steph have? Uh, Courage Championships. Mm, he has four. LeBron has four. They have the same. Yep. That's been a topic of discussion lately with Curry. Mm-hmm. Of I think he was on some podcasts and of whether who is the greatest point guard of all time, Steph Curry or Magic Johnson. Yeah. Well, Michael Jordan personally sent Stephen A. Smith a text the other morning saying that Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time. I I would tend to agree because Magic also played center in the NBA Finals. That's that's crazy how he could have did yeah. that. Yeah. That he was that tall that I, he could do that. I I don't I, your your argument I, like, sorry that's that's the end of the the argument when your point guard's playing center and doing it well. Exactly. That's the end and the baby yeah. sky hook. I mean. Yeah, but Johnson can shoot didn't have to that wasn't the game and we've talked about this so many times i'm not bringing yeah, this up yeah. what i will say though travis <laughs> <clears throat> what i will say is that steph never had to leave a team to go chase a title no lebron mm-hmm. that's true that is a true so so the reason why we have so many kids nowadays hitting three-pointers is because of steph curry not mm. lebron james yeah Exactly. Steph made the three-pointer the cool thing. Yeah, changed the game. Yeah. Influenced the game. LeBron didn't change anything. Right. And yeah, absolutely. He did, he, yeah. So. No no arguments here. Yep. In fact, he made dunks uncool, Travis, because he wouldn't be in the dunk competition. <laughs> Vince Carter was the peak of the dunk. And then we wanted all, we all wanted LeBron to be in one, and he was never in one, and that caused the decline of the dunk. Yep, all, all LeBron's Thanks, fault. LeBron. <laughs> all LeBron's fault. The loser. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> He's going to hear this and be so upset, isn't he? I, I doubt it. I doubt he's... I can hope. 
he's hanging out. He's getting called out in concerts by Drake and bringing him and well, Brownie on stage. We'll have you on to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out of all the shows, yes. <laughs> he's gonna come on this one to defend himself. Mm-hmm. Hey, no one's been criticizing him for longer or more than me, Travis. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there. Oh well, that's true. They're everywhere. So, all right, uh, let's go ahead and let's get to let's get to this date in sports history before we get to the coaches. All right. We'll, well, I realized that. that we didn't do yesterday because we just had the pod. So we'll start with yesterday, Travis. August 23rd, 1998, Barry Bonds became the first person in MLB history with 400 home runs and 400 steals after homering against the Marlins. Hmm. So there's that. 2009, August 23rd, Eric Bruntlett of the Phillies turns the second-ever game-ending unassisted triple play in MLB history against Jeff Francourt and the Mets. Hmm. And August 23rd, 2020, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray each record 50-point games in Game 4 of the 2020 Western Conference first round in the bubble in Orlando, marked the first game in NBA postseason history with dueling 50-point games. Hmm. And then today, on this date back in 1989, Pete Rose is banned from baseball for life for gambling. Hmm. That's a significant day. Mm-hmm. August 24, 2004, Kerry Walsh and Misty May won their first of three straight beach volleyball gold medals. Mm. Dominant team. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this date in 2008, the USA basketball team, the Redeem team, drops Spain 118 to 107 to bring the gold back to U.S. basketball after a disappointing bronze showing in 2004. Team USA was led by Kobe, LeBron, and D. Wade. And finally, on this day back in 2013, for the first time in MLB history, the All-Star Game starters faced each other in that same regular season as Detroit's Max Scherzer visits New York's Matt Harvey at City Field, which was also the same site of the All-Star Game. Hmm. So there you go. How about that? How about that? That is... You're the stay in sports history. Stay in sports history. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, turn things over to our area coaches. Eric caught up with Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland Pirates and uh, talking about the season and the game uh, tomorrow night over on WCRA. And I caught up with uh, Coach Hefner of the uh, FEM Hearts talking about the season and versus Robinson week one over on uh, Jack FM. So we'll turn things over to them right now. Eric Fry, happy to be joined by Cumberland Pirate head coach Watkins. And, uh, Coach, another year. Time to talk about uh, Cumberland Pirate football. And I was doing some research, which, if people know, that's uh, that, that's not a normal thing for me. But I was doing some research, and I realized that you have never had a losing season at Cumberland. Did you realize that? Um, I think I did, just because I know we always made the playoffs. And mm-hmm. when I first year we were there, we were 5-4, and four, but we did not make it because of points. So, um, I guess with me knowing that we'd always been in the playoffs except my first year for five and four, I guess I would have I would have realized that. So, thank you for the reminder. Though you're, you're very welcome. Hey, I like doing that. So let's talk about last year. Eight and three got the big first round home playoff win. Uh, lost in the second round there. Um, tell me, just kind of looking forward to this year. What are we looking at as a team? I know you know every team in the area always has to you know replace seniors who've moved on and stuff like that. And I know the Pirates are no different. So what is the team looking like heading into this Week One matchup? 
Well, I mean, we're going to be different than we were last year. I mean, mm-hmm. we just don't have the, the big-bodied kids, you know, the I mean, as many of them, you know, the Trevins, the Gavins, um, the Maddoxes, and, and, you know, we lost a good quarterback in Weber, and um, we lose two really good middle backers, you know, and uh, our back linebackers in Ross McBride and Ty Bradley, you know, they're they're not here anymore. So um, we lose quite a, quite a bit of production from last year. Um, one kid we do have back is, is Blake McMeekin. I mean, he had almost 1,000 yards mm-hmm. um, received. Last, uh, rushing last year, he um, was second on the team in received receptions um, and yards. So um, having him back is a is still a, is a pretty good chunk of the offense. Um, offensively, I think we'll kind of continue to do some of the same stuff we do. Um, it's kind of the system that we run, um, and and hopefully these kids that have you know been at JV level and have been in in that system and working are ready to step up and and and, and uh, compete at the varsity level. And talking about this year, it's a new look for the Lincoln Prairie now being closed conference, adding in uh, Sullivan and adding in uh, Nokomis. Uh, how much uh, does that change up kind of the mindset entering the season? I know everyone wants to make the playoffs, and then you know next on the list is win a conference championship. How much does it change now being a closed conference? Well, I mean, it adds two more games, obviously, mm-hmm. and you've got a good one, you know, in Sullivan. I mean, they're kind of up and coming. I feel like they competed in that CIC last year, and and we know playing Shelbyville and Tuscola last couple of years, that's that's a very difficult conference to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Nakoma, Nakoma, who is you know kind of traditionally a, a pretty good school that makes the playoffs on a regular basis. So um, it's going to make it more difficult. But hopefully, with it being more difficult, that will you know kind of help challenge us and and hopefully help us whenever we get to the playoffs. And let's talk about your week one opponent. It'll be at home against Sarah Gordo. I know that that game has been moved back uh, due to the weather just a little bit. But uh, tell me what you're thinking uh, heading into the Sarah Gordo team, uh, a team that uh, we've we've been able to beat uh, uh, the past couple of years, I know. So tell me what you're thinking heading into the Sarah Gordo game. Well, a lot of question marks, to be honest with you. They have a new coach coming in, um, Chris Ridgway. He was at Clinton three years ago, and uh, he's been, I think, the way I understand, coaching the JFL up there. Um, so there's some unknowns. You know, we don't know what, what they're going to do offensively, defensively. So uh, week one, that not knowing that, you know, makes me as a coach kind of kind of scared a little bit. Um, I've been watching, you know, film from last year. We have them just trying to get a gauge on their athletes. And mm-hmm. three best athletes, in my opinion, their quarterback and running back and wide receiver are all back. They were underclassmen last year, and um, they lose some of their linemen. But um, them bringing, you know, the majority of their – offense back and their skill kids um, with that varsity experience that they got at the younger level um, um, concerns me. And, you know, last year we played in week nine and it wasn't one of our better games. Mm-hmm. We won four to 15, but um, it was it was closer than that. And um, so just the uncertainty of not knowing what to expect from them offensively and defensively with a new coach and the fact that they have some, uh, some pretty good skill kids kind of has me concerned. Well, and Coach, you know, before I, I get out of here with you, I've been talking to a bunch of coaches this week, and one thing I've been asking them is if people are just listening into this game or they're, they're, they're watching it or, like I said, they're listening on WCRA uh, where you can hear all Cumberland Pirate football games this season, uh, who are some players to keep an eye on uh, for, for a fan's perspective who may see a lot of action or who you're hoping step up this year uh, and play a big role on, on the Pirates team? Well, I think it, it kind of starts with Blake McMeekin. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's with the experience of anybody on the team at the varsity level, and he's coming back. And uh, Braden Olmstead steps into the quarterback role, so we're hopeful he can do some good things. Um, Kelby Berman's a kid that played a little bit of varsity last year, but more JV and did well. And then um, Grant Kaiser's a kid we're transitioning from the line to uh, to a back position, so hopefully you'll you'll hear his name quite a bit, and uh, hopefully he'll be he'll be good on the defensive side. Um, Zach Carmen, Owen McGinnis, they're they're sophomores this year that got playing time as freshmen. 
Um, and there's, you know, a few more, maybe like a Cade McMeekin or a Logan mm-hmm. Gearhart can kind of step in there. So um, we've got a handful of kids that, that are going to have to kind of step up and, and take the place of some, uh, kind of fill some big shoes that we had last year. And one more thing, Coach, before before I let you go, and this is something I did have right, written down on my notes, and that is the past couple of years the Pirates have had a great kicker that you were able to, you know, go for field goals and extra points and stuff like that. Uh, he has since graduated, I know. How different does that change up your strategies when you're when you're in the middle of a game? Well, it does. I mean, we've got a kid we've been working with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a first. He's a first year kicker, and DJ Nebel, he's a senior that decided to come out. Um, and he's he's not going to be as consistent right now as as Beaumont or even Cade Warner beforehand, and that was a luxury, you know. And and now um, we're trying to find out we don't have that consistency. That's something hopefully we can we can work towards. And and having that is a big weapon. Um, I know in years past we've had to always debate: do we go for two? Do we go for one? What's the score? What's what's going on? And we didn't have to worry about that. It was just an automatic just kick. And and this year, you know, maybe a little different. We're hoping that DJ can step in there and uh, and get some consistency to him um but yeah it's definitely a luxury to have um, a kid that that is consistent as, as what we've had the last few years all right coach well we'll get you out of here again we'll uh talk to you friday night uh, when cumberland takes on sarah gordo okay okay thank you eric appreciate it Travis Sparks joined by Coach Brett Hefner of the FEM Hearts saying, how you doing today, Coach? I know the week one preparations got thrown into a loop here with the <laughs> weather and whatnot, but uh, how's it going for well, you? We're plenty warm, uh, that's that's for sure. So it's been uh, it's been interesting, you know, to, but but at the same time, everybody's having to deal with the same sure. thing, you know. And, and um, to be honest with you, I haven't minded going going at night. Uh, it's, it's when you're going to be playing anyway, so it's kind of been nice to do that. Um, and we just went ahead and established for the week we were going to do it. So it really hasn't messed with us too much. The only part that it, that it comes into play is, is sharing the use of the, of the turf mm-hmm. in the stadium because we need lights. If you practice late, you need lights. So yeah. uh, our maintenance staff was awesome. Uh, they worked their tails off on Monday getting the old what's left of about 75, 80 yards of grass over behind the junior high where there are some lights. Um, okay. So we were able to get out there last night because it wasn't our night for the turf. So uh, we appreciate them doing that. That's kind of been the only kink that's thrown into it. Other than that, uh, there really hasn't been a whole lot of change in the preparation. Well, you're, you're prepping for a new season and you graduated 23 seniors on that class. That's quite a bit of a quality and quantity of a seniors to uh, try to replace. Yeah, it is. You know, and it was a it was a great group. It was a group that uh, were tremendous leaders for us, and that had had a lot of success uh, from the time that they started playing. And uh, for me personally, it's the the last group that's directly connected to have an off season time with those highly successful groups that we had. So that's another reason why I hated to lose them. So now we've got uh, you know we got a new group this year. It's not quite as big. It's only thirteen of them, but. You know, there's a number of them that have, that have played key roles for us uh, within our program, and you know, it's it's finally their opportunity to, to step up and play, and and um, you know, hopefully they play the way that we think they can. And last year, you guys were five and four in the regular season. You tar- started off with the tough matchups of Saint T and Muhammad, and you eventually went on a run, and uh, you got five and four. You got a tough draw in the playoffs with Rochester, but after missing the playoffs previous year, mm-hmm. it was nice to at least get back in there and in the postseason. Yeah, it was. Looking back, you know, we knew it last year. The one game that got, you know, given the Mount Zion game. Yeah, you know, was it, close. It, it was, you know, we probably, being honest, we probably lost to who we should have lost to in the playoffs 
it just probably shouldn't have been in the first round. You know, yeah. that was a tough part about that. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, the schedule's a little different this year. Uh, I actually play one more playoff team uh, than we did last year. But, you know, it, it's so it is – I think it's a more balanced schedule from week one to week nine. It just doesn't have that heavy – state champion yeah. look or you know that, that that super deep 5a playoff run like like that highland could get on but you know robinson was in the playoffs mount carmel mount carmel is probably going to be a quarterfinal semifinal team depending upon when they play unity them and unity will battle it out you know mm-hmm. mount carmel's got nine guys back on offense and about seven guys back on defense quarterback just committed to carbondale so yeah so they're pretty good i mean so but you don't see when you don't see st Teresa, you don't see highland everybody thinks oh, okay it's a little bit easier schedule when when really we dropped Lincoln who wasn't a playoff team and picked up other playoff teams you know so when when one of the teams returned on your schedule that did not make the playoffs as modern day that kind of tells you the quality of schedule that you got All right yeah you're prepping for week one of mm-hmm. Robinson and they're kind of in the same boat you are they're replacing some guys and I know they're placing a four-year starting quarterback and they also got a new head coach there as well so I guess it's a good draw that you guys are in the same boat yeah it is the, the tough part and you would you would think that I mean there's gonna be I would think there's gonna be some change he was an assistant on yeah. staff but you wonder okay what you don't have any film mm-hmm. okay so what yeah, exactly. you know what are they going to do what's his stamp what's his what are they going to change what are they going to keep what are they so that's kind of that's a tough part when you're playing somebody with a new coach i mean so um you know we just kind of prepped based off of kind of last year what we've seen and maybe maybe some of the things that we've seen them talk about on on social media and stuff like that sure. you just try and get a Try and find out any information you can. And uh, offensively, some of the guys that you do have coming back, uh, Dunstan, he was mainly your main running back last year after an injury, and uh, Andrew Watts on the outside as well, and some others. But uh, those two guys are going to kind of be someone that I think you would lean on offensively this year with their experience. Yeah, you know, they've all had great off seasons, you know, but Weldon's gotten bigger and faster and stronger, and I thought he was really playing well at the end of last year. We're expecting good things mm-hmm. out of him. You know, Andrew made a number of big plays for us, and we certainly expect him to make make some more plays for us. You know, I think, uh, you know, Gage stepping in at quarterback, um, you know, the only thing really he's lacked is game reps. I mean, he, he yeah. knows the offense inside and out knows where to go with the ball, knows what we want to do, and he's a very athletic runner. Uh, we just got to be smart with how much we run him. We've talked to him about protecting himself because we don't have a ton of older depth mm-hmm. behind him at quarterback. Um, and I think the biggest thing that would help those guys is the better we can kind of and faster we can grow up up front you know, and be able to mm-hmm. establish the, the line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball makes it easier on all those guys. All right, yeah, what are you seeing out of uh, Gage and what do you want to see? Yeah, it's been it's one? been a it's been a process and he'd probably tell you that, you know, we've done we've done a ton of uh, and we, we we normally do quite a bit anyway, but we've done more this year um, of ones versus ones to try and create game like conditions and that's the nice thing about, you know, starting twenty two different kids as we can go our starting offense against our starting defense and just Try and get him as many live game reps as you can before you get into yeah. the game. You right. know, and uh, uh, so it was a little rough at first, but uh, but the last last week or so, it's been a lot better. So I think uh, you know, going forward, I'm anxious to see them all play. 
Right, yeah. And uh, I think one of the strengths of the team is the defense, and particularly defensive line, linebackers. Yeah. You got Charlie Ring back, Mike Love, Spencer Fox, guys like that. So yeah. I think that you're going to lead. No, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and, and we talked about that going into the year. Our box guys, you know, be kind of similar to last year in that, you know, our front seven, we feel you know is going to be our strength and that's where we have the most guys back like you said michael and charlie eli's back spencer's back we moved mm-hmm. kate and coverline from fullback over to linebacker so even though he didn't play linebacker he played 10 varsity football games yeah. so it's so that you know and then zach donaldson a slide in where miles was and and uh you know he played in some games last year at other spots mm-hmm. but at least he got in some varsity games you know and then the newcomer would be Caden metzner and we expect good things out of him so I, that front seven, yes, will be a strength for us, and we think they'll get after the quarterback again, and we think that they're going to be tough to run the ball against. You know, I, I say it every day, I'm glad we don't have to block them. Yeah. And we've right. had to try and block them for three weeks, and our guys are tired of it. And, and uh, you know, now defensive back-wise, uh, we'll just have to see again. We don't have anybody back there that's ever played a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that part of it could be a little be a little scary. But, but they've had a pretty good fall camp in that – you know, they know the checks, they know the answers, they know everything. Now it's just going to be, okay, physically, can they do it? And I, I don't know that we'll find that out until we hop into a game. There may be the mm-hmm. rotation of – there may be a rotation of five, six, seven guys based off of how things are going. Right, yeah. And then another thing that you're losing from last year's team that we seem to talk about on a weekly basis was the special teams yeah. and uh, the kickoffs and how Estrada flipped the game and flipped the field. And then also with his range that you can trot him out there yeah. once you're past the 40-yard line or whatever in high school was huge. So uh, special teams going to look a little different this year. A little bit. Well, I think we're all right at kicker. We've got a young man by the name of Michael Sefton. Michael's a pretty good soccer player. Uh, it's a sophomore, so he kicked for our fresh soft last year, um, and um, you know we did kick off the other night, uh, doing it again tonight, and um, I think we had about eight or nine kickoffs that we worked in coverage, and um, all nine of them were the five yard line and in. So mm, he's okay. got a pretty strong leg, which is good, and, and uh, strong leg uh, from a field goal standpoint. So I still think that's a viable option. Punt wise, we used to be able to flip the field and punt. We're not going to be able to do that. We're looking at a couple other things in there. You're correct. We've been very fortunate in that area, uh, but I also think as long as you're, long as you can punt and, get, and gain some yardage, and, and with what we've got defensively, I think we'll be okay. Just as long as we don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's when you start giving up blocked kicks and yeah. stuff like that that you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, and then we talked about the non-conference opponents already, but let's get into the Apollo and this year and how it stacks up from your standpoint. Yeah, I tell you what, I think it's going to be a really balanced league from top to bottom. I think you start with working from last year, the top to the bottom. Muhammad, yeah, they lost a ton, but as we've seen around here, those kids practiced against those guys every day, and that means a lot. And they're just used to winning, and their numbers are through the roof, and they're – Lower levels were successful. That doesn't always translate to varsity success, but right. so I think you got to start with them. Mount Zion returns all their skill kids. They don't have any linemen back, but they return all their skill kids, and we saw what their skill kids could do here yeah. last year. Mattoon's in year two of, of a head coach, you know, mm-hmm. Coach Kimbrough. So you figure year two they're going to be improved. Charleston yeah. has almost everybody back, and they hired Coach Halsey back, who had a ton yeah. of success there yeah. in building that program. So you figure they're going to be improved. And Taylorville didn't very, play very many seniors, so you figure they're going to be improved. So, And I think even though we graduate a lot, I still think we're not going to be fun to play and we're going to be something to be reckoned with within the conference. So I think from top to bottom, the conference is probably more balanced this year. 
than it has been in the last couple of years. I think there's some teams that maybe had been in the bottom these last couple of years that maybe couldn't play with the teams from the top that yeah. will, will be able to play and hang in there this year and, and give them all they want. So, um, so yeah, so it's like we talked earlier, I think it's a much more balanced schedule. It's just not you don't have that one heavy hitter that you go, right. okay, that's a semifinal yeah. quarterfinal, with the exception of maybe Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now only six teams with Lincoln uh, going back to their old conference as yeah. well. So. Yeah, well, and we pick up Centralia week nine, and Centralia yeah. was a 5A second-round team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Morris. And yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that, that's the other one that we picked up. So, uh, what's the goals and expectations? That yeah, yeah. The goal, the goals for us are always the same. You know, we from a conference standpoint, we want to compete for and win a conference title, and then we want to get into playoffs and see if we can get on a little bit of run and see what happens. You know, but yeah, we now that now that we're we're back to that, where the first three are non-conference. It's, it's kind of like you have three different parts. You've yeah. got your non-con, your conference, and then you're in the in the playoff mode. So yeah, so mm-hmm. this is. You know, we want to win our non-conference, you know, so these first three games are pretty important, and, and hopefully we can get the first one with Robinson. Well, Coach, uh, good luck on uh, Friday night. I know we got to uh, move the kickoff back to 8 o'clock now at the earliest, but uh, <laughs> good luck on a Friday night, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game. Sounds great. Thank you. Appreciate those uh, gentlemen for uh, taking the time to uh, talk to us about the uh, upcoming uh, season. And it'll be here before we know it. And it'll be here tomorrow night. So uh, we'll be one more sleep before high school football. And so that's going to do it here for us today. We'll be back to get set for all of week one uh, coverage as well as the rest of the uh, local sports. That'll be happening tomorrow and Saturday as well so uh until tomorrow stay cool out there and thanks for listening thanks for downloading we'll talk to you for the first football friday tomorrow peace